Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 78, Underwater. Good evening and welcome to the Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgemaster with you as always is Brother Bishke. Hi. Brother Lucas in the back. Yo. Especially stoned tonight. And a special guest tonight, Brother Ben is back. Hello, hello. This is your Woo. first time welcome in the aboard. Edge, is that true? This is the first Edge experience. Wow. How right. does it feel? I love to be edged. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's that kind of night, folks. It's late night in Burbank, and we are seeing underwater. Not not about a mortgage crisis. Underwater. And what is this? This is Kristen Stewart. It was shot in maybe 2016. Supposed to be released in 2017. Is that right? I think principal photography was finished in 2017. Holy shit. Kristen Stewart has a shaved blonde head. That was like the main selling point, I think. Is it a Leviathan? Is it a that deep, was, deep Star Six? I did not see a tray. I've seen nothing on this oh, thing. Oh, beautiful. But control. All I know is just when it finally, when the embargo lifted on reviews, yeah. I just kept seeing things like it's a disaster, but a thoroughly entertaining disaster. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, maybe we're here for a reason then. I mean, yeah. this seems, and Ben, you reached out. You were like, listen, this movie might have some kind of stank to it, some kind of pungent yet pleasing aroma to it. It just felt very lodgy. And yes, this is the kind of movie that we need to go out and deal with because ain't nobody that we know right. going to go to this. In the theater? Well, Forget and, but, but about now, it. But now that you tell Nobody's me it's been, even sitting, heard of it. it's been sitting on a shelf for four years that that is getting me excited oh yeah Yeah. like that's that's why i secretly wanted to see this but i was like listen we got we got heavy hitters like doolittle coming up (laughs) we got bad boys for life i didn't know if it could fit in into the slate so i'm glad we're here i'm glad we're in this creepy parking garage late at night to watch underwater and you know what i've been hearing around town people have been talking and you know what that means. Now these are some rumors, and they just might be true. Get ready for Lodgecast bonus features. I it by Brother Lucas. Lucas, what do you got for us tonight? It's interesting. Like, I did see this trailer in the theater, and I was surprised to see T.J. Miller in it. T.J. Miller. He kind of fell from grace a little bit, and I had to I had to refresh my, my memory by reading some old articles but uh yeah wasn't it some sort of violent sexual well that preceded this incident that i was referring to but yes there was a me too incident uh, allegation from his past that i don't know if ever got resolved 
uh, where apparently he crossed the line with a with a female improv troupe performer. But then later, I think in 2018, he was just drunk on a train in a first class cabin, and I guess one of his fellow passengers told them to pipe down and he just got surly and like angry and to get back at her he like got off the train onto another train but before he like got on a different train he like called in a bomb threat and that's, said th- oh. that the woman had a bomb in her bag oh that's a major maneuver and by the yeah. time he got to like laguardia bus station or train station like the, the federal like fbi was there to arrest him it was like a total false like accusation like federal crime and um i think he went to trial like november of last year and and pleaded down or I, I i couldn't quite get the scoop but it just seemed like um you know i, I know uh he he was fired from silicon valley for being i guess bullish or, or difficult or something <laughs> but um yeah but yeah but then again like i think he also had like some brain tumor removed like 10 there's years there's a lot ago. going on with the man yeah yeah he's he's a he's like um like a john candy belushi hybrid you know for the millennial era yeah this <laughs> might be the last time we see him but i think because i think he might get five years in prison for, i honestly don't know Am- yeah i was doing i was well for i was the doing Amtrak, the math right because you look at the deadpool movies yeah. and i think they shot those before the incident i'm not yeah. quite Holy clear sh- i honestly had no clue about any of this i, I mean, think i think he might call in a bomb threat to theater 13 tonight because we might have a bomb on our hands <laughs> Uh, we're going <laughs> theater 13 uh, i called again. it by the way you did deck call screen. It. and this movie opened in theater 13 so it you was know born it. into the coffin <laughs> dead on arrival haunted smallest, number 13 darkest dankest dirtiest dingiest <laughs> dustiest deadliest <laughs> why do our numbers keep coming up 13 oh yeah. if i was honestly superstitious man like th- no wonder i would be like freaking out brother ben are you familiar with auditorium 13 room 237 i'm sure i have seen something there but i only know of it from your legendary lucy in the sky oh god that that's the ultimate (laughs) let me just let me just ultimate frame it for our listeners it's the closest auditorium to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) that's absolutely correct it is it is bathroom adjacent and you can tell some people didn't make it to the bathroom in the past. It, it has been vomited upon. It has been shat upon. It has been pissed upon. And it is it's where also the theater I crowned is where people go to hide out where they, they don't they can't stay home. They can't go anywhere. They're just like they're just hiding out. They're just like gonna, gotta they're going to watch the entire credits like from start to finish they're gonna watch yeah. it all and try to watch it again if no ushers come in to clean it which they don't all the ushers know it's haunted so they won't even go down that wing of the hallway it never gets cleaned so some people probably never leave but we will leave yeah. after this movie unspools and we will come back and we will tell you about underwater we'll yeah. tell you all about it it's an easy 95 minutes quick oh, and easy thank God. Dude, we're out it. of prestige season so it's Cue already in my good graces <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are we gonna find down there hopefully some love and light y'all
blah, 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 blah. We're back from the deep, y'all. Oh, my God. We went underwater. We went underwater tonight, guys. And uh, <laughs> before we break it down, before we... Uh, Cannonball in. Before we jump into that pool... From Rotten Tomatoes, a crew of underwater researchers must scramble to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory. Period. That's it. That's it, what? baby. We must be out Whoa. of prestige season. We are, out, we are way out of that prestige is, season. That honestly is a like I, I, it needs a little more finesse than, than <laughs> yeah, what yeah. they gave it. Like that that was like someone in a Undersold. rush to go to lunch and they were like, Yeah, that's it, let's go, print it, let's go. <laughs> done. We're done. Jesus some creatures in there or something. Yeah. Wait, can you read that again? It's so short. We can we can afford to hear it again. Okay. What is it again? From Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. A crew of underwater researchers must scramble to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory that's all they say <laughs> that's all they say yeah when, there are like two other sentences missing from that yes. but, but you know it's when disney like absorbed fox they were like what are what files do we have on this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that was all that remained yeah, they, they didn't even watch <laughs> they were it. just like fuck it just print it yeah so okay the theater was pretty full old, old haunted theater 13 was full of ricky, souls ricky tonight. 13 shocking full of souls tonight we hung out at MacGuffin's long into the preview. So, Brother Ben, you didn't get to see the majesty of Theater 13 and its <laughs> disgusting upholstery <laughs> under the lights. So you were spared that. You just had to sit in it. I just sat in it. And stew in That's it. That's the best way, yeah, to come in in the dark. Where you just don't see the fucking ghost looking back at you. Yes, you just come in, <laughs> slip in under the cloak of darkness. And... We we saw underwater, mm-hmm. and it is a movie. You it know is- what's funny is I couldn't help but think Todd Haynes had the better title of of Dark Waters, oh, dark waters. and yes. I was thinking like this is Dark Waters. These like, waters this were is dark, so y'all. dark waters. Like like Todd Haynes should have been like poisoned waters or something. These were dark and murky waters, and I'll just say from the jump off, if you are a fan. Of Kristen Stewart in her underwear, this is the movie for you. Yeah. This mm. is the movie that you will own on Blu-ray and you will get a digital download of, and this is it. Mm. I mean, this is the be-all end-all. I mean, it probably started as an homage to Ripley in yeah. her underwear, for obviously. Sure. Absolutely. But she was like, I'm gonna out Ripley Ripley in the underwear department. It's gonna be all underwear all the time. Yeah. I mean, she looks cool in this. Her yeah. hair Badass. is awesome. Yeah. And I liked when she had the glasses on in the first scene. Like mm. I know I know shit goes down and she can't have her glasses on the whole time. Mm. But it was a really cool look with the glasses. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the whole look of it starting out, I was, I, I remember from the trailer, I was like, this looks pretty good. Like, yeah, he's definitely got a lot of, you know, James Cameron, Ridley Scott. Um, it's like distress going on. Yeah. Very, very um, lived in underwater um, barracks. Barracks. And yeah. Dr- I, I remember liking the trailer a lot too, but I was also a little gun shy because. It reminded me of this other movie that I saw with my BFF that we both Uh-oh. hated. Uh-oh. That was called Pandorum. Yes. Pand- and, and, what the and, fuck and was Pandorum? Ben, Fo- ben yeah, Foster. And, and it had like a really cool trailer. And I remember thinking like, oh, this will be cool. Pandorum. Yeah. Turned out not to be, but... but It's deep in the recesses of my Mariana But the underwater trailer, too, I felt 
uh, might have gave a little too much away. Oh, it because gave a lot away. when the movie started, like there were certain scenes where I was like, I know what's coming. Well, if we were just going off the schnapps, it would just be a, an earthquake and a scramble. But we know there's creatures in the deep. Yeah. We know this isn't like a Stallone daylight style survival movie. Oh, man. That is a deep reference. It's <laughs> uh Deep Star Six, Leviathan, Abyss type scenario. But what was the last underwater movie? I it's mean, been it's been forever. Been since the 90s. God, it's been forever. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. Sphere? Sphere. Ooh, probably, yeah. Was that Ooh, 90s? That was 98, that was, yeah. yeah. I hated Sphere. It's yeah, Sphere was it, pretty It's boring. hard to do underwater. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like this movie succumbs to that a little bit in it's just hard to be compelling when you have a bunch of people in suits moving slowly across the bottom of the ocean. Like it's just going to slow your shit down unless the dialogue is super crackling, which I don't think it really was in this. No, nope. Or like some really crazy shits going on that you can easily see. Like my problem with this movie during some of the stretches was it was too murky. The, the water was too dark. It was too realistic, probably, mm-hmm. of what you would actually see. And so I was just kind of confused a little bit as to what was happening, which can be a problem. But I thought for the most part, especially in the early going, it was compelling. Yeah, I mean, for the murkiness, they seem like once the monsters show up, they, they wanted to use the murkiness to frighten you. Which it does. And to, to hide ex- some of the sins. I was going to say, and, yeah, and to yeah. cut back on special effect costs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely felt the limitations of the special effects budget. But can we talk about how, like, the, sort of right at the climax, there's this, you know, there's the shot of her shooting the flare at yes. the monster. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We have to wait, wait, wait for that flare yeah. to explode. And then we are going to get such a good look at it's exactly what illuminate. the fuck is it's going on. And, and still, then it goes, and, and it's still it like, doesn't. I can't see what that, yeah. what and the then fuck it doesn't what illuminate. Yeah. What is that? I thought the same thing. I That's like, this a is, budget. This is the no. shot where, yeah, the flare illuminates. And I'm sure the if the director was here, he's like, Cthulhu. yeah, that's where we ran out of the yeah. money on yeah. the illumination shot. I mean, shot. but that said, the, I thought it looked. So, I, I was not well, expecting it to look I, that. Let's bu- let's build up to this moment because initially you just hear sounds, and then they see a little alien type worm yeah. that they bring on board. Which I was like, "Don't take your eyes off that fucking thing, you idiots!" I like, thought when the lights went out, it was gonna sure. scurry away. Yeah, for and sure they would pan, they it. would pan over and it'd be like gone, and they'd be like, "Where the fuck did yeah. it go?" Yeah, but to like, this Ugh. movie's credit, I really felt the weight of Alien and Aliens, and for the haircut, Alien Three. Yep. In that they knew and the abyss all rolled together. Yes, well, they they knew which way we thought they were gonna go, and they try to avoid direct battleship hits on Alien whenever it can. Like it changes it up just enough. So, like we all thought that thing was gonna slither away right. and then face hug him to death or whatever. Nope, it it stays dead, stays on the operating table. It's fine. So then. We realize there's more than just that out there. And they're like these human fish hybrid things with like arms that jump around. Fingers. Something. Not as successful in my book. I thought the the worm that they throw down on the slab was really good looking. That Cronenbergian. It looked great. It seemed practical. It was like a worm with claws or something. Yeah, Yeah. like teeth on its tentacles. And that was actually a really good reveal, and it made me jump when when they have, like, the the found footage, grainy digi cam, 
and it's TJ Miller like narrating. He's like they're 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 trying to recover a, a body, a fellow crew member. He's like, what's going on with its back? Like, it's moving, <laughs> or is it the pressure? And we can't really tell, right? It's murky. It's like we don't know what the fuck we're looking at. That's effective. And then all, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the thing turns around at you and opens its mouth. And like, I came like right at camera, and I jumped out of my seat. Like, there were a few a jumps. Pretty solid yeah. reveal. Yeah. Brother Ben was jumping. There, yep. He was yeah. jumping, jumping. Let's talk about T.J. Miller a little bit. Yeah, T.J. Miller. Uh, He's back. Super, He's back. sort of. Super charismatic, man. From three he, years yeah. ago. He I mean, got me with some of his line readings. Like, I couldn't help but laugh and be charmed. I thought he was great. I, yeah. yeah. No, he definitely was a bright spot. <laughs> no, uh -oh. I remember Another a Transformers dour. movie that he was in with Mark Wahlberg, and then he gets killed, and I was like, oh, and the movie just kind of died after that. Yeah. And it's kind of like that in this. Like he's, when, he, when he's, he's gone. He's the only charisma in the whole film, and then once Ben, was, gone, that a, was that a frustrated I, Cy, what was that? I, I, I can't get a read on that dude. Well, yeah, that's his charm. I, I, He's a yeah, wild card. Yeah, no, I mean, I will not deny that there was an energy every time yes. he was, but... Is it the right energy? Yeah, I this agree. This movie needed something. It, this, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I, I just get weird vibes from that dude. Sure. I just get really weird vibes. Yeah. No, and the whole it's thing, and the whole thing, and the, the way the camera was ogling him. It for, was. Like, it was really <laughs> weird. There was, like, a close-up. Of his, his like bear. underwear ass, yeah, like, right. There was a they, there was just all this weird, and like yeah. they kept zooming in on his weird tatted up chest. I just imagine yeah. he like demanded that or something. Ah, like yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I liked it. Well, it's the last <laughs> we see of him, so <laughs> that, maybe, I know, maybe. I, know, I don't even. Yeah, we should check the slate. Rest in power. I felt like it needed a little bit of levity. I think, I think I gotta summon the salad dragon here. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. The Salad Dragon for me was a very effective moment. I mean, it's not a huge Salad Dragon. It's like, uh, you know, an underwater nautical Salad Dragon that shimmies through the water and glistens a little bit, but it's not huge. It's when they're first submerging. I'm a sucker for underwater air pressure thrills. Mm -hmm. uh, ever since Deep Star 6, when Miguel Ferrer Jr., is that his name? He's taking the escape pod and and fucking over all of his uh his crewmates, but he didn't. Or so he thinks. He didn't figure out the air pressure and he just starts imploding. Amazing! That made such an impression on me as a young. It lad. seems really painful. Really and, painful. And, and, and he and Michael, sold it. Michael Bean in the Abyss also implodes, and they, like I, I always wonder how many takes. To get they it did. just right. They did, you know, where it's <laughs> to like get if, to that if place. Cameron pushed it to 10 because he knows <laughs> on the 11th take, he's just so broken. <laughs> like, ah! But in this one, they're submerging. They have a plan to get out of their broken super base, and they're going to walk across the ocean floor. Seven miles down. To a place that has escape pods. Sears Roebuck. Roebuck Station. Roebuck. They're submerging for the first time, and... One of the guys, the integrity of his suit isn't uh, isn't up to snuff. So I thought it was really effective too. They show the water rising. If you are claustrophobic yeah. or afraid oh, of yeah. of going underwater in any way, this movie will fuck you up. Even in the beginning, when they're crawling through the crawl spaces, it's it's like, built uh, to fuck with you. Uh, so they get submerged, and this poor dude, his 
his helmet starts cracking a little bit, and you're like, no, no. And they're like, Vincent Cassell's like, the pressure will be too great. The pressure. <laughs> and you just see this guy explode inside of his suit, just blood and sinew, and then his whole suit just erupts and there's chunks of him just drifting past everybody's helmets there's two really like cool parts about the the salad dragon the first is the setup where he's actually tasked with checking all the helmets and passing them all out and he gives them all out and there's like a a really interesting ominous shot where he hands Kristen stewart her helmet and he's like it's checked and then the second part is this like research scientist who's super freaked out. And I thought for sure she was going to get picked off first. Yes. And like, she's just hysterical, right? Cause she's like already freaked out and this guy just implodes like right in her face. And it's like, I thought like her screaming just like makes it so much worse. I thought it was great. I was like, what the fuck is this movie doing? Getting dumped. Like a few yeah. times I was like, yeah, I was waiting. Yeah. I was like, like, yeah. When it opened with like her voiceover, I was like, okay, maybe I can see why this got shelved. And then like, as soon as the voiceover <laughs> disappeared, I was like, wait a second. Unless this turns out to be like a serenity Shyamalan mind yes. fuck where it just shits the bed. Totally. I don't understand why this was shelved. Yeah, I'm like sitting here thinking, like, wow, yeah, unless I like the Disney I, merger. I like the look of it. I like the music. I like the font in the, yeah, in the intro. The synth was great. Production so, design. Reminded me of Carpenter a little bit. I think it really just didn't have the budget to really sell where it went. But don't you also say it, it, it's one, it gave me the vibe of. I'm trying to think of what maybe it was the abyss. You hear these stories about these movies that have like two and a half hour run times. Mm. And then you hear about the studio stepping in and they do like an 80 minute cut. You think it got cut down? Doesn't it feel, it just feels, it feels more ambitious than what it, it feels, ended up. It as. feels very like efficient. Like it, it moves really fucking fast. It feels fast. cut to the bone. Yes. And I have to believe <laughs> yes. that there was a little more flesh on this thing, that there yeah. was like, I don't know, more interpersonal dynamic stuff or more introductory stuff. Or finding out For something sure. about the creatures. Or, or exactly. Or about I, Kristen Stewart. Outside I, of like, I rescued a dog or something. Well, and she talks about her fiance who went out diving all alone and never came back. And, you know, there's not a lot going on in the story. So I leaned over to Brother Ben and I was like, <laughs> If this creature ends up being her fiance, <laughs> automatic four bones, yeah. automatic four bones, because we we wanted something to happen, but oh man, like nothing. Eat your heart out, Guillermo del Toro. Right, yeah, like, like it turns into like the shape of water. I mean, I didn't know it. Like, looked, that would have been amazing. It looked kind of human, my mind, but that would have been amazing. Look, and that would have been ghost level four bone amazing. For and sure. the creature has her dead to rights, and what does it like do? Contact. It sucks on her helmet. It's, yeah. he's, that that he's was trying. Crazy. To kiss her. That was super crazy. So I dug that moment. That I was, was sort beat. of I was sort of holding out hope. But then you see that there's like four million of these humanoid things. They're all kind of parasite clinging onto Cthulhu. this giant Cthulhu thing, <laughs> which mother. did look amazing. It looked like, incredible. It was full of just twisted. It, ha- it, it will haunt your teeth. nightmares. Like yeah. if you brought your kid to this on a, t- I'm on almost, a Tuesday discount night. <laughs> They would be indelibly scarred. I am almost happy they obviously (laughs) didn't have the budget to illuminate it when she shot the flare at its face because it stays in the murky darkness. Like, 
That thing was fucking creepy. When was the last time you were you were legitimately creeped out by a creature design? Dude, I was creeped out before we got to the mother load. Like I was creeped out from the little worm they brought in. I was just like, this is giving me all kinds of heebie-jeebies. Bishki, were you heebie-jeebied out? It was a little bit of a Cloverfield. You weren't impressed. It was a little bit of a Cloverfield alien. Once you go CG, it just takes out the weight of it kind of for me. But I, how are they going to not go CG no, with, a, with a giant Cthulhu? They, yes. got, they got to. I, I, I mean, I thought the big the big mother beast, I thought was pretty good. The That's other, all I'm talking about. Yeah, the other ones. Uh, the other like, ones uh, they look like Resident Evil, like yeah. mini bosses. Ha. Uh, thank you, Ben. <laughs> so there's also the guy from the newsroom. <laughs> He's, oh, he's in the mix. Is that who that was? And something happens with his suit, and he huffs some fumes, and then he's kind of <laughs> bleeding from the eye. He's kind of weird for the rest of it, but they never <laughs> no, really go. They never really go into it. Oh, he's, that's totally a deleted scene. That's he, like a whole deleted scene. Like you know it. He's just, just kind it. of out of it, and. They never really dig in with that. Like they're kind of like, "Hey, dude, you all right?" And he's his eyes are like all fucked up, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm fine." So I'm like waiting for him to like take a hatchet to everybody, but yeah. that never happens. Nope. Mm-hmm. He just kind of stays in this chill. Like he seems like he's just really like dab ripped and super fucked up, and it's fine. He's fine. He's fine, everybody. Vincent Cassell doesn't have much to do. Vincent Cassell does not have much to do. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, because that's what, it it is a 90-minute movie with pretty elaborate opening credits. Yes. And that includes 90 minutes, including the full end crawl. Hey, that's a good point. This movie has an opening credit sequence. When was the last time you saw one of those? And I I didn't get the chance to look it up, but you know, I I get the feeling that it's, um, what's the name of the company? Imaginary Forces. The people that did, like, Seven and all of those, like, amazing, like, Mm -hmm. 90s. And early aughts. Yes. It just, yeah. yeah it just a bunch of like a bunch of news articles, shit getting crossed out, I redacted. I'm like a big fan oh, of I lo- opening yeah. credit sequences. Super stylish. Especially if it it's feels like old an, fashioned an, an, at this point. Animated or montages, or even if it's B roll of the cityscape. Like I really think it's like this visual overture that adds flavor yeah. and tone to the theme, and, and it helps. And it helps never, get you pumped. Should never discount it. Yeah, and especially for end credits, I feel like you can always get away with shooting something for end credits too. But that's that's a little different. But. When did movies stop having opening credit sequences? It happened. Like it it happened, and then it it. I mean, it took obviously over. it affects the budget. So I guess if it's like your first time filmmaker, you're like, yeah, I can't really do a big elaborate opening credit sequence. But I would absolutely just make my own, even if I had to op- optically <laughs> print it myself. Let's bring them back, y'all. Yeah, I, I I liked this. This whole this whole movie felt not of this time. And I'm not just saying 2017 when it was when it was completed. I'm just saying, like, yeah, maybe Sphere era. Yeah, it, late it, late nineties. Yeah, it, it felt mm-hmm. like one of those movies. Definitely, and they gave it money too. Guys, what do we think of Case Two's acting? This is a question because you know people do impressions of her, and they're not wrong. They they do these impressions for a reason. It's her rubbing her head, yeah. and kind of mumbling and, and and swallowing half her lines, and um, you don't really understand. <laughs> everything that she's saying you know like what do you guys think about that were you guys into it was was that pleasing to you or was I it thought annoying? she delivered i thought she was really good in the role and she sold it especially in the first half when the panic of like surviving all that like they, they were at like an 11 or like a 10 for a few scenes and i was thinking like man to get up every day and to shoot these yeah. could not have been easy because they have to act like they just survived or narrowly survived 
this like implosion of the of the base or the lab or whatever. I definitely feel like she she does things to get her mind to that place. But I don't know, like I can't understand half the shit she says. But maybe that's realistic. You know, maybe that's life underwater. Yeah. Bishki? Uh, she's registered a little bit blank, and she looks cool. It's mostly the script's fault. It's not her fault. Like, there's just not... And, there's not a and, whole lot. And who knows what got cut, but there's just not a lot of development for any of the characters. I mean, she starts off, she's like, I'm a glass half empty kind of person that's all you get and that's all you get and then you're just like waiting till the end to like okay then yeah she dies well we'll i'll just assume (laughs) that there's another half of this movie that ben thinks got cut off and yeah like let's give it the benefit of the doubt why not it's january this movie got a bum rap got dumped let's just imagine that somewhere on a hard drive deep under the ocean there's a more fleshed out version of this that would have pleased more critics mm-hmm. uh director william eubanks director's cut yeah we underwater de- we demand release it. the eubanks cut release the eubanks <laughs> cut let's go discover some underwater bones uh, brother ben you're the guest kick it off jump in the water first all right so is this thing Great, no. But, you know, it was enjoyable enough. Uh, You know how uh, the rap on J.J. Abrams is like he all he does is reference Steven Spielberg Mm -hmm. or the other Star Wars. This, I don't know who this director is. He clearly loves him some Ridley and some James Cameron. And so I, I love James Cameron. I love Ridley Scott. I love the Aliens universe. So, you know, a 90-minute mashup of all of that shit is right up my alley. It looks great. It sounds good. It was entertaining. It's two bones. Boom! Two bones. Stern but fair. Brother Bishke? Right there with ya. Uh, <laughs> looks good. Um, yeah, it, it right from the beginning, it was just dripping water. I mean, just the whole... Uh, visual place you know they put us there but then we're just kind of going from checkpoint to checkpoint and i just kind of got bored with it until it kind of picked up at the end and um, it's it's a it was a problem for me when they would when they get to a new location it was always they put a graphic on the bottom and it was always a different bore site yeah i'm like i'll say (laughs) exactly yeah yeah i was entertained not wildly entertained but decent way to start the year two bones Two bones from Brother Bishke. Brother Lucas, you going to break rank? Well, I had a, a can of seltzer on the drive over to the theater tonight, and then I got a small vanilla root beer uh, that I drank some of. So and, you're wide awake. And yeah, like right when I got into the movie, I probably should have checked my fluids at oh, the no. door and like had to go. But like once the movie started, like it really kind of takes off and doesn't stop. Even like, with all that water trickling around? Yeah. Oh, like no. I didn't want to leave the theater and towards the end it was getting hard. It was getting rough because like I really, really had to go. Bishki, you hearing this and, tale? And at the like I, and at this the tale lo- of and, heroism? And at the low point, like after after Vincent Casal, you know, implodes himself or whatever, and she like makes it back in like a very quick montage back to like the bottom, you know, base or whatever. The boresite. 
part of me was like, now's the time, Tanner. Like, get up, go, go use the bathroom, go just do it now. But then I was like, I, 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 it's gonna, it's like 90 minutes. I can yeah. come back and the credits could be rolling. That's like, right. I had no fucking, I, I no frame of reference of where we were. I didn't look at my watch once because I was so engaged. Whoa. I was definitely entertained in, in a way that, that I haven't been since Crawl. Because I was reacting to the pop outs or to the fish creatures, you know, and 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 um, you know, TJ Miller's demise was was horrific. Like, it, was. it was just like, oh man, like what a doozy. And I appreciated the brutal economy and efficiency. Like, yeah, I, I would like to see the director's cut and, and see some more, you know, extended scenes and like how they play out because it does a lot of it does move almost too fast and it is too dark and it is kind of hard to make heads or tails of certain things. <laughs> and, and yeah, I would love to have seen more of the Cthulhu creature, but it was just enough to be like, oh, it's going to stick with you. Like, thank God. Yeah. It's not anything else but this. Like I am so relieved that it's delivering on this. So I can, I can see myself recommending this to my BFF. This is three whoa. and a half bones. This Wait, whoa, whoa, is, whoa. Is, what? Is, yeah. What? This is something that I, I'm going to tell him to go see in the theater. Did you say three and one half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. This is, this is a memorable uh, night. Like I had, a, I had a blast. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Listen, your bones are your business. <laughs> and from the bladder thing alone, I couldn't be more proud of you. I almost have a little tear falling from my eye. I'm so proud of you. You stuck with it. You had a great time. That 3.5 is yours to give. So we got 2, 2, 3.5. Insane. Insane. Because, you know, I, I want to echo what Brother Ben said. Like, the, the Ridley Scott, the Jim Cameron, yeah, the suits. The There were scenes where, like, you would hear the corporate, like, you know, like, don't forget to wash your hands or whatever. That was a nice touch. There's, like, these weird bureaucratic, like, Chimes. You see a poster that says "Never work alone." Or the working, buddy system works. Working alone's against company policy. Yes. Yeah, like there's just things like that that I just thought, like, oh man, that would be so spooky if you were just in a life or death situation, and there's some like vending machine <laughs> that's like offering you candy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a moon pie. There were great touches, and I did really enjoy T.J. Miller. Uh, you know. His uh, his strange personal life aside, it was good to see him again. I've often enjoyed his work. It was like a ghost. What was what's the Jim Cameron thing? Ghosts of the Deep, Ghosts oh, of the Ghost Abyss. Of the abyss. He, of the abyss. His, it's like the ghost of his career's abyss. <laughs> and Kristen Stewart looked cool. All the things that Lucas said, I'm with. It's just the thing that Bishke said. It's checkpoint to checkpoint. It's a video game mm. for maybe, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes in there. And they're just kind of, you know, dawdling around on the floor of the ocean. And I can't, I just, I just wasn't compelled during that. I'm sorry. But I was compelled enough where I was flirting with three bones. A lot of the time I was like, looks great. Sounds great. What the fuck's wrong with it? But at the end of the day, and the ending is just not super satisfying. We get we get a little bit of Kristen Stewart's defiant, uh, what does she say? Light shit up. When she blows up the whole thing and blows the Cthulhu with her. And, you know, it's fine. But then they end on, like, some, some updates via newspaper headlines of where our other two uh, protagonists ended up. I don't know. It's not a, not a super satisfying ending for me. But I'm going to give it two and a half because it was a delightful surprise. A movie that is this unceremoniously dumped has no right being this good. 
this is good movie. Like I, know, I don't know. It's pretty brutal. Like imagine if you had made this movie and they sat on it oh, for that man. long and then they dumped it. Would be it. so confusing. Should have come out in August. Like a, it's a good summer movie. Yeah, like, it's like just and... as entertaining to me as that Astra. You know, oh like, more so for me. Like uh, Ben, uh, Ben will have something else to say about I that. I also have something yeah. else. To say about that. <laughs> but no, I do agree. I wish. I wish instead of the the ending with the newspaper clipping montage, it just showed the two pods just burst through the surface. Sure. Like just show us like breach the surface. Give I don't us think some they had the budget of, for that. Yeah, I kind of yeah, wanted, you I know, like not. in Gravity when he she puts her foot right. on the ground, yeah, something like that. You want to see the surface at one point, but yeah, anyway. I was dying for it. You know, as it is, it's a surprise, and the theater was pretty full. Yeah, for what a Wednesday night, not discount night. These people were paying full freight, and Lucas, like you said, they might be trying to get away from uh, the police or, you know, laying low, drying out. But that's a lot of people laying low and drying out. Yeah. So I think they came because they were interested. Like, there's there's always going to be a market for strange alien creeping around in corridors movies, and you could do a lot worse than this. So hopefully this won't just get filed under, oh, that big old failure bomb in the annals of film history. And hopefully people will see it when it comes out on Netflix or whatever and file it properly. Yeah, this would make a good double feature with, um, what was that movie uh, in the caves, the tunneling? Oh, uh, Descent. Yes. 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 You watch those two back yeah. to back. And hyperventilate. Yeah. <laughs> Well, brother Ben, this was your first time in the edge. Your the first, edge. your first drop. It was a pleasure. <laughs> it's always a pleasure always. having you. We will take you on some crazy adventures this year. Whatever your fucking air pressure, water pressure threshold is, we will test it. I mean, you're you're one of the most courageous lodgers we know. You like you will go there. And I feel like you're my good luck charm because I want to say the last like three and a half bone movie was with Ben, brother Ben, for for something. Revenge? Yes. Has it yes. been that oh my, long? Oh my god. For you? I think it has been. It has it been long. that long for you, Lucas? I don't think there's been a three and a half bone in between. Lucas, Honestly. Lucas shit. is has in there? so much pain on this podcast. <laughs> oh. I think one in every twenty movies you will appreciate it. Like that's true. It's <laughs> it must be hell for you. So oh. it must really speak to our sparkling personalities that you keep putting up with it and you keep showing up and you keep doing A plus work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a battle for sure. I feel like a marine. And speaking of A plus work, that is Sister Jessie on your theme song for bonus features. Oh. She is killing it. We she gotta give it up star. for Jesse. Yeah. She is the official songstress Delivering, of yeah. the Lodgecast. Amazing. Plus. So, excellent work, Sister Jesse. Props. Check out Underwater, y'all. I mean, give it a shot. It's. I it's... think the title could have been better. I think the title doesn't help it, you know? Anything else. Anything. Pretty much anything Deep else. sea, like deep horizon, dark horizon. I don't know. Kristen Stewart with glasses. I mean, anything. Dripping. <laughs> Dripping, y'all. That's that's it for the dripping cast, y'all. Kristen Stewart is dripping. <laughs> Love and light. Love and light. Some people tell me I got great legs. Can't figure out why you make me bad. Does not compete. Does not compete. You think you're special, well, so do I. Why do special women make me cry? Does not compete. Don't knock it. Must be something in the water to drink. It's been the same with every girl I've had. Must be something.
I love to be edged.